Welcome to the Illuminating Lives podcast. I'm your host, Israel Smith, and I'm here to share conversations with you about what it means to illuminate our own lives, to be comfortable in our vulnerability, to truly love and value ourselves, and then to be able to use that to light up our own life and shine that light with the people we love and care about the most. This is going to be messy, it's going to be vulnerable, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome, let's get started. Welcome back, dear listener, to another episode of the Illuminating Lives podcast. I'm really excited to be with you today, but today's episode has a trigger warning. I'll talk about suicide briefly and its impact in my own life, and I invite you to perhaps rejoin me for another episode if that's a topic that doesn't sit well with you or makes you uncomfortable. Now that we have that, disclaimer and kindness given to you, I wanted to talk about today. The day that I'm recording this is my dad's 68th birthday. I started the day with a beautiful walk on the headland near where I live, watched the sun come up, listened to the kookaburras laughing and reflected on my dad and his life because he left the planet about 18 months ago. So in August 2019, my dad decided that he was done and he checked himself out of this great adventure called life. He took his own life. And while I'm not going to go into any of the details, I guess, as you can imagine, the suddenness and I suppose the the aftermath of an act like that it leaves echoes and it leaves, well, it leaves scars. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's some injury there that we carry and that we will always carry. I suppose it, because it was so unexpected. Um, but then it's also a great teacher and a great educator. So I guess one of the things I wanted to share in today's episode with you is about the impact that my dad's suicide had on my life, but also about gratitude. So I guess, um, You might be thinking, how are those two things related? How are gratitude and suicide connected in the same sentence? And in my personal experience, they are inextricably linked. I am so fortunate that, um, well, I guess I'm so fortunate that my dad took his own life because it's actually been the most instructive thing and such a great teacher. I mean, he was always a great teacher of mine through his life, but then in his death, he's actually taught me so much more. And, um, and you know, he's still with me and he's still continuing to give me lessons even now. But at the time he died, I was probably six months into a really intense daily gratitude practice. And so I think that was one of the reasons I was able to make peace with his passing. And I can speak about it now with peace and with love. And I suppose with the transparency or with an honesty that, I don't know, maybe other people unable to do, or I don't know, I can't speak to others' experiences. This is really only my journey and my adventure. So a couple of key things um, I want to highlight here. So firstly, just as a a bit of a qualifier, 
I'm not endorsing suicide by any stretch. I'm not afraid to speak about it. I believe that it's an endemic problem. I know that among young males and, you know, young females too, but to a lesser extent, and then there are young kind of marginalized areas of the community, even older people in the community, it's, it's a huge problem. It's one of the leading causes of death among young people, and it doesn't need to be. So I think that one of the ways we're going to fix this or solve this is by having frank, open, honest conversations about suicide. I don't believe speaking about it makes it um, endorsed or okay. I do believe speaking about it helps bring awareness and understanding. And I think if there's a literacy or an understanding around issues like this, then we're more able to talk about things openly. We're more, there's, there's less stigma. We're more able to have meaningful and constructive discussions that can save lives. I'm also really clear that it's not the only option. And so if you're listening to this and you've had or are having thoughts that, you know, maybe you'd like to end things, then I please encourage you to firstly pause and take a breath and know that even though you and I have never met, there's a connection that we share simply because you're listening to my podcast and hearing my voice. And I don't want you to do it. I want you to perhaps listen to the rest of this episode. And then after you've listened to the rest of this episode, maybe look up some of the resources I'm going to share in the show notes. And after that, maybe you can reach out to me directly or you can reach out to people in your network and you know hopefully there's a, a path forward for you i need to say that i need to say that it's not the only path i don't want to glorify it i don't want to make it sound like it's a a wonderful choice because it isn't it leaves a lot of hurt and a lot of devastation behind even when people think that there isn't going to be there is um but I think that we need to be less fearful of it and more open with it as a conversation in the same way that mental health generally has become so much more destigmatized since my first diagnosis of depression 10 years ago. The quality and number of conversations and the awareness within the community that it is a real thing, it is something that is worthy of attention and to be taken seriously, and it is something that can be treated and helped. I think for me has gone a huge way towards improving the quality of my recovery and lots of loved ones of mine have also experienced mental illness. But then I also think that with suicide, it's still in that taboo, we can't talk about it kind of phase. And that's not great because if we can't talk about something, we can't explore options around it. We can't understand the impacts fully if it's something that we're not allowed to speak about. So anyway, that's, that's my soapbox moment about suicide and about my position on it. But let's bring it back to gratitude because that's the other half and probably the more important half of this episode. In my adventure to live an illuminating life, I reached a point of, well, like I said, about six months before my dad died. Uh, so that's probably two years ago now. When I was having 
some real anxiety and I started seeing a psychologist and I found that I was just caught in these loops of future casting all these negative scenarios and one of the things that helped me find peace in my own life was a gratitude practice. Now I'm not Oprah Winfrey. I don't write five things I'm grateful for every afternoon in a diary. I don't journal very much and I don't even stick to writing gratitudes in my phone in an app even if there's a reminder pinging at me to say write down your gratitudes you know it's for some reason for me that just isn't something that works very well however what i will say is that early in my gratitude practice i used a guided meditation course which started getting me into mindfulness about really little things so for example sitting outdoors in nature and becoming aware that every time I breathe in, there's oxygen there waiting for me. Every time I go outside, there's nature, there's fresh air, there's sunshine and warmth waiting for me to support me. And we all take it for granted because it's so ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And yet, what's possible when we shift that to gratitude? What's possible when we go, you know, I'm really grateful that I have nature that provides me with oxygen to breathe. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say the fact that you're listening to this podcast puts you into that tiny fraction of the population that lives a very high Western-ish standard of living. You have a device of some sort that can play a podcast. So you already have so much more than such a big part of the world. You probably slept in a really comfortable bed last night. You probably ate something today and you probably have money. Now, look, there are always degrees and layers to this. There's always the, oh, but I need more. I want more or what have you. But just pause for a second in this moment. Do you have everything you need? You're upright, you're breathing You've eaten, you've slept and rested, you have shelter, you have somewhere to, to lay your head of an evening. Those things are not to be taken for granted. They are amazing abundance. And these are the sorts of practices that I started digging into at the beginning of my journey of gratitude. I started really getting present to just how much amazingness was in my life already. So for all of the anxious thoughts that I was having at the time about, I don't have enough money for this, or this is going wrong, or these things are going to cause massive, like catastrophic problems later in my week or my day or my month or what have you. The gratitude practice helped me come back to center. It helped me be present in the moment. And the other beautiful thing about it, and this is something I think I heard first from Brene Brown, is that gratitude and fear can't actually coexist. So when we're feeling fearful, when we're feeling, you know, scared or tense or nervous or anxious or whatever it is, shifting our attention to gratitude and just finding even one thing in the moment that we can be grateful for, it's a game changer. Because what we tend to realize in my personal experience, what I realize when I pause and when I take that breath and when I go, oh, what can I be grateful for right now? 
it pulls me out of the anxious spiral and it helps me come back to me, to being in my body, with my breath. And it helps me identify in this moment, here, now, I am safe. I am lovable. I am loved. And I have an amazing array of things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for the clothes I'm wearing. I'm thankful for my body that lets me move through the world in my way and experience this human existence. I'm grateful for the people I get to interact with. I'm grateful for the messages that I have to share. And these are just a few of the things that are coming off the top of my head while I record this episode. But really, I want you to consider the power that gratitude has to bring you awareness of your illuminating life as it currently stands. Everyone has problems. Everyone has challenges. Everyone has things that they're working through. And I don't mean to diminish any of that. I completely accept that. But this tool, this is one of the things that helped me make peace with my dad's passing. When he left the planet, we threw our family for a bit of a roller coaster, as you can imagine. He'd just come off the back of 12 months of chemotherapy and had, oddly enough, been given the all clear on the day that he ended his life. And so none of us were expecting it and everyone was completely stunned. And obviously everybody's grief works differently. My grief took a very physical form. Within two days of my dad dying, I was bedridden for about three days with the worst flu-like symptoms that I think I can remember having. I was literally so sick and just so wiped out that it took me a while to realize actually a few probably weeks later that I went, oh, that was actually when my body was literally physically processing the grief for my dad dying. But almost instantly, because I had this daily meditation and I was doing some daily things about gratitude and strengthening that muscle, it helped me accept his passing. It helped me recognize and be thankful for all of the wonderful lessons he'd given me, all of the memories that we'd shared, all of the love he'd given me, the time we'd had, the fact that he'd brought me into the world. And the fact that even in his passing, he was still giving me lessons. He was still giving me examples to inform my own life and my own relationship with my family and my kids. I'm not some Zen monk. I still cry. I still get angry. I still get frustrated with him. I still miss him terribly. What I didn't share at the beginning of this episode is that when I went down the beach this morning to talk to him or to see the sunrise, I was having a bit of a chat and I mentioned this in a social media post, but he, I believe, comes and visits all the time in the form of a kookaburra, which is very Aussie and very typical to him because he used to laugh a lot. But in the days immediately after he died, even actually, so the, the morning that he was found and, you know, I first drove down the coast to be with my family, to, to be with them as we kind of processed the news. There was this big kookaburra sitting on the back fence of his house 
no more than five meters from the back window. And it just sat there looking in at the house for days. Just kept coming back and sitting on the fence. And it wasn't that there was some amazing array of worms in the grass there that it was desperate to feast on. It literally just sat there and just looked and was just there. And I just, I knew. And so did all my siblings and my stepmom. We were all in the house and we all recognized this and connected with this kookaburra. And just went, like, that's dad. That's just, he's just sitting there hanging out. And so many times since then, there's been a moment where I've been reflecting on him or something about fathers dying has come up in a film we've been watching or who knows what. And kookaburras have been outside our house laughing or I've seen them fly through our backyard or I've spotted one sitting in a tree. And this morning when I went for this walk on the headland, I saw the most incredible colours in the sky. And I don't, I used to be a professional photographer. I don't tend to take photos very much anymore though. I kind of, I don't know, I think I burned out that part of me a little bit. But but I got my phone out and started taking some pictures because the sky was incredible. The beautiful colours and the silhouettes because it was before dawn were just outstanding. And then lo and behold, on the path I was walking to the headland was this massive kookaburra sitting in the tree right above me, right where I was about to walk. I spotted it in advance and I saw another one sitting on the branch next to it and I took a few photos. And then later up the path a little further on, I saw another two or three sitting on a tree together and they started laughing as I was coming closer. All three of them giving these beautiful kookaburra calls, laughing their heads off. And I knew that on my dad's birthday, he was coming to visit. And so again, I'm reminded of gratitude, how grateful I am that I see these signs, how grateful I am that I interpret them to mean my dad's spirit is here with me all the time. And how grateful I am that I got to share or experience, because I was on my own, I got to experience the sunrise. And I guess I got to share it with his spirit. So it's at this point that I need to turn it back to you and to ask, what are you grateful for in your life? What are you grateful for? What can you be grateful for in this moment right now? And if this is a new practice for you, if this is something you haven't done or haven't spent a lot of time exploring, it doesn't need to be big. It doesn't need to be a huge production. It doesn't need to be a daily ritual that you force yourself to do even when you don't feel like it. This doesn't need to be heavy. I want for you for this to be just a light, gentle, leaning into and feeling into and exploring gratitude as an idea. I believe it's one of the cornerstones of an illuminating life. And my experience personally has been when I'm really truly grateful for all of the abundance and beauty and joy and richness of my own life, my relationships, my experiences, my health, my wealth, the material possessions I have, the connections I have with other people, when I really get present to just how incredibly abundant I am in all of those ways, it just makes everything seem sweeter and brighter and more enjoyable. And it tends to welcome in with that energy, even more of that to my life. It's almost like I become a magnet for more of it. And I start to see those gratitudes show up even more in my life. So I really encourage you to just lean into this one. Try it on. 
share it in the podcast uh, reviews or send me a message on social. Just let me know what you think about gratitude as a practice. What do you think about or what do you feel about introducing this into your life? And it's like anything, it feels super awkward and super weird to begin with. But just start with something small. I mean, there's a reason a lot of cultures around the world have a gratitude or a grace or a thanksgiving prior to eating because that's one of the most common things we all do to survive. And yet, maybe we don't always be truly grateful for the food we're eating. But what about the air that you're breathing? What about the fact that you're awake, you're alive, you have the opportunity to enjoy this human experience and to learn from it and to learn to love and to learn to love yourself. Like these are all some of the bigger lessons that I'm starting to lean into and starting to really explore, but they wouldn't have been possible and I wouldn't have had the awareness had I not started with gratitude for what I have in my life right now. So that's where I think I'd like to leave this episode. With lots of love for you, with a big happy birthday to my old man, And a request that you please bring some gratitude into your life today and notice the difference that it brings to your life or to your day or to your experience. I hope this becomes a regular part of your life and I hope this helps you live your own illuminating life. It certainly has helped me with mine. Thanks so much for listening and being here. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Illuminating Lives podcast. It's been a pleasure having you with me and I'm really grateful for your time and attention. If you resonated with this episode, please leave me a great five-star review in your favorite podcast app and please share these podcast episodes with your friends and family, with your loved ones, with your significant other, with anyone who you think might benefit from the things that I have to say and share. Make sure you subscribe so that every time I record a new episode, it pops up in your feed. If you're interested in working with me directly or you want to continue this conversation, please hit me up on social media. Most places I'm at Israel P. Smith, uh, or you can visit my website directly, which is israelsmith.com. And there you can learn about my coaching and other services. Thanks again for joining me on the Illuminating Lives podcast. And I hope you have a great day.